My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest today is Terry Lynn Underwood. Terry Lynn leads Prayers for Girls, a popular online community for moms, grandmas, aunts, and really just anyone else who wants to invest in prayer and the lives uh, of the girls that, that they come into contact with. She, uh, The work she does is nothing short of amazing. She's a writer, she's a ministry speaker, a Bible study teacher, and she is a frequent contributor to parenting blogs, and she's constantly on the hunt for ways to communicate her truth with grace, and I love this, if possible, humor. See, that was funny, even though you weren't trying to be. Um, Terry Lynn and her husband live in northern Alabama with their teenage daughter, and I am so excited to welcome her to the show. Terry, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, Anne. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. It's awesome to have you here. Hey, did I, and I don't even know this about you, but did you grow up in Alabama, or did you just end up there later in life? I ended up here. <laughs> how, how does it compare to where you grew up? Well, I grew up in the Midwest, in Oklahoma and Missouri. So it's, um, people talk different and the food's a little bit different, but as far as hospitality and just the way people function, it's pretty similar, I think. That's pretty cool. I grew up in California and ended up just, just south of where I grew up and, and lived in different places. But I always like to ask people, you know, how'd you end up where you are? And um, are, are you enjoying it as much as where you grew up? But <laughs> Um, I want to jump right in and talk about Prayers for Girls. And for those of you listening that are not familiar with Prayers for Girls, it is an awesome online community that Terry Lynn started years ago. And I just want to give you a chance, Terry Lynn, to talk a little bit about those early days, why you felt called to start writing on this topic, and initially what you were setting out to accomplish. Well, what happened is I had a teenage daughter, (laughs) and it was... um, it was a game changer for me to begin really investing in praying scripture. And so I wrote a blog post about checking my daughter's text messages. And it just kind of, um, I don't know, it resonated with people, good and bad. A lot of people really didn't like it, but a lot of people really responded to it. And so what happened is I started getting asked about these prayer calendars or if I was still writing and sharing prayers for my daughter based on scripture. And I wasn't at the time. So I thought, well, this is obviously something people need. So I went ahead and started doing it again. And it's just been great. I It's been just over a year, like a year and a half now. And we have thousands of moms who are praying scripture every day for their daughters. So it's exciting. What goes into when you're planning and putting together these prayer calendars and different resources for mom? Like what, what goes into the planning of that on your end? Well, I try to plan. The first year it was um, by my, I was just hanging on for dear life, honestly. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but then I began to really find my own rhythm for that. And I realized that for me, I like to pray what I'm studying. So a lot of the prayer calendars are the result of something I have studied a few months before. So, for example, this month we are studying, we're praying through the book of James. And so I wrote that prayer calendar several months ago when I was studying James. So I just, I do that. And then a lot of times it's about topics. Um, I pick a theme for every quarter 
and my blogging team writes on that and I write on that. And then we use that as the foundation for the prayer calendar. So it's a pretty good mix of kind of topics and also strict Bible text that's just um, going through a book of the Bible and praying through it. So as, oh, I hear some, a, a door closing. <laughs> no worries. We can edit it. Sorry. Scott oh, just that's walked no in. Um, I'm going to keep going though. No worries. We'll just edit that out. Um, oh, let's see. So uh, obviously, and if you've never, if you're not familiar with Prayers for Girls, you can go to their website. It's prayersforgirls.com, but it, it really is a great place to go for encouragement and resources that you can truly start using like the moment you get there. Um, you just said that you, you choose topics sort of every quarter and then your blogging team kind of writes and expands on those. What have been some of your favorite uh, topics so far? I think one of my very, very favorites was when we prayed through different women in the whole Bible. We just started in Genesis and I picked out 31 women and we prayed um, different traits in their lives that we saw. And I just, I loved doing that because I felt like it opened the door for moms to engage with their daughters about these different women in scripture. Well, I love that too. And what you said, I mean, I know, and as a mom, I'm sure you felt this way. And I can think just of a ton of listeners who I'm sure felt exactly the same way. Like you think about, okay, I'm going to pray for my daughter. Where do I start? What do I say? What exactly am I praying for? And even just what you mentioned, like going through finding the women in the Bible, like women that we can all identify with and, and the traits that they exhibited. And just working through that list is a really nice place to start. If you're kind of throwing your hands going, you know, up going, I, I, I want to start praying for her. I want to speak truth over her life. And I want to use scripture as a way to connect with the Lord around her life and her heart and all of the things that God has for her. Um, it's so it's really encouraging for me, I think, as a mom to just hear that's an easy place to start. What what sort of fruit came out of that study of all the women in the Bible? Um, I went ahead. I don't always do a guide for moms to use with the prayer calendar, but that month I did. And we just kind of did different conversation starters or ideas for connecting each week with our daughters based on the women that we were praying through. And the moms, it just really resonated with them because I think for some of the moms, a lot of the moms, I think they weren't really aware of some of those women in scripture. And so it was encouraging to them to find out the wide variety of women that are in the Bible and how they can connect the stories in scripture with their daughter's stories in everyday life. I love that so much. So have you seen, how specifically have you seen the work that you are doing at Prayers for Girls? Um, just just speak into this community of people, this group of moms that really, we, we all want the same things for our girls, right? We want them to grow up strong and secure, to love the Lord, to have a close connection with Him. What have you seen as far as... Um, the, the way the work you guys are doing, you know, just affecting this community of moms who really is coming around or coming together around this, this collective, you know, need that we have to really pour into the, our daughters in a positive way. I think mostly what I see is that moms feel more confident. And I believe that when we are confident in scripture, that that gets imparted to our daughters and it emboldens them. And I think for the culture that we live in for our daughters to feel sure about their identity in Christ and to know what scripture says about them and walk in that truth is so important to counteract all of the not truth that they're going to see on social media, on television and movies, just all around them. And so that to me is the biggest thing is just 
rooting everything that we're doing with our girls in the truth of God's word and what he says about them. As you're talking and we're, and we're exploring this idea of confidence and a confident mom being able to impart that wisdom and using God's word, you know, you know, to, to, to really just be the rudder that steers where you go with your prayers, what you say during your prayers and how you're trying to connect with God around these issues that affect our kids. Um, I want to talk about the book. So you have a book coming out and um, I'll let you kind of explain just the heart behind it in a second. But what really struck me about Prayers for Girls, um, because I desperately want this for my relationship with my daughter and more importantly for her relationship with the Lord is there are, you've come across some simple principles, some simple ideas, just really easy to use that, you know, that moms can use to craft their approach to prayer that really work no matter what age or season our our girls are in. Like I have a toddler, you have a teenager. What are some of those simple principles that we can use moving forward that can guide our prayer life, you know, and talking to God about what we want for our girls? I think the most important thing that we can do is as we look at scripture and as we study on our own to ask God for a tenderness to know what's going on in the heart of our girls, because I've discovered that sometimes I can see what's happening in my daughter's life before she's really aware of it. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I can see kind of the turning of a rudder in her life and I can see the ship maybe going a direction that I don't want it to go or that I don't feel like is good for her. And so because I try to be sensitive to those things and pray about those things, I feel like God often leads me to recognize truth in Scripture that I might miss otherwise and to pray that for my daughter. Do you have an example of that? And I mean, and obviously, like the teenage time is a really, it can be tumultuous, it can be filled with challenges. Uh, there can be a lot of triumphs during those teenage years, but a lot of struggle and a lot of heartache. Um, and I, I even just as I remember my own time as a teenager, but <laughs> can you think of a, of a, a recent example or just an example in your daughter's development or in, in your relationship as it sort of progressed where you've seen that at work? I think the best example I can give is when I noticed a few years ago that she was involved, um, the activity that she loved was cheerleading. She was very involved in cheerleading. She was captain of her squad. And, um, I just could see that there was something going on there connected to that that was, um, I felt like it was almost eating away at her spirit, for lack of a better word. I mean, she just, her confidence was diminishing, her enthusiasm for life in general. You know, I mean, I just could see her wearing down from that. And I wasn't 100% sure where it was coming from because, let's face it, you're freshman, you're in high school, and could be any number of things. <laughs> and so um, I just kept praying and I just kept asking God to show me how to connect what I was learning about myself with what she needed to know about herself and how I could pray those things, but also engage her in those conversations in a way that wasn't preachy and that wasn't... Um, I don't know, guilt-inducing. I feel like sometimes we, we make our girls feel guilty um, about where they are. And especially when they get older as teenagers and even in those those tween years, I think it's really easy for them to hear part of what we say and not always get the heart behind what we're saying. And so I feel like it's really important to be very generous with um, our praise for them and our awareness of what they're doing well. And then 
tenderly and carefully broach those areas where we can pour into them in a different way. And for me, it's always the best approach has always been to tell one of my own stories. And so I'm constantly when I'm studying and when I'm praying, I'm constantly asking God to bring to mind a time in my life that she'll connect with and then use that as the starting point for talking to her about maybe what she's going through. I love that too. And I think as moms, we don't want to come across as preachy because we know you can, you can flip around and remember like your teenage self and somebody approaching you and just going, Oh my gosh, I couldn't, I couldn't care less about what you're saying to me right now because I feel preached at, or I feel like you're, you know, you're sitting here with me, but you're, you're judging me in some way, even if the person on the other end is just there to help. But what you're describing to me, and and even in my time as a teacher, I, I saw it day after day after day. You know, you've got you've got these parents who want to stay connected to their kids. You've got kids who are withdrawing and trying to figure things out on their own. And what you're what you're describing right now is is connecting with God in prayer around the life of your daughter, but then also making her a part of that process. And it sounds like there are essentially two tracks for that, like times that you would pray alone for your daughter and then times you would pray and converse and connect with her as sort of a, a, a person who's sharing in the in part of that so what are I mean how is that time spent for you like what does your prayer time alone for your daughter look like and then how do you incorporate her into that process with you um for me I I just kind of pray as I'm studying a lot of times and of course, I have a prayer journal where I write things down and that sort of thing. But for me, mostly, I find that my deepest prayer times for my daughter, for my family, for myself, um, those come out of time I'm spending in the Word. And as I'm reading and studying, God just opens my heart to hear where I need to pray or how somebody will come to mind, a situation will come to mind. So most of the time, that's kind of how my prayer life looks. As far as by myself. Now, with um, my daughter, she is um, very reserved. Uh, I'm very emotional. I'm like wide open. I'll tell you anything you want to know. She keeps things much closer to the chest. So I had to learn that it's not always the wisest move on my part for our relationship for me to say, hey, I've been thinking about this and I want to pray about this with you. So what I would do with her a lot of times is I will write down my prayers and just tuck them on her, you know, under her pillow on her bed, or even sometimes write a little short note with a prayer and leave it in the bathroom that she can find in the morning or tuck it into her backpack before she goes to school. I think a lot of praying with our daughters, we have in our minds what it's going to look like. And it doesn't always look that way, especially as they get older. And so it's being very sensitive to ways that you can connect that with them and still keep your relationship open. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And even as I, I mean, there were times here and there where I would sit down and, and have a heart to heart with my parents or like my mom would sit with me and we'd, we'd kind of work through something. But gosh, what a difference maker it could be to not just have the verbalization of that back and forth, like mom, here's what I've got to tell you and the daughter trying to receive that or rejecting it. But e- even just getting it in a physical way, right? Like you would write it down and you would leave that with her and she could go back to it. And it's almost, it's almost a bit more permanent to do it that way. And I always yeah. appreciated just writing growing, you know, I kept diaries growing up and even if, you know, our daughters aren't doing that, they're, they're writing a lot of their thoughts down some of the time um, or letting them swirl and fester and, and move around in their brains and sort of, you know, in unhealthy ways. But I like the idea of just 
you know, your, your time spent praying together essentially would just be you relaying God's truth in not necessarily a verbal form, just a form that she can come back to and would be a bit more established. It can live in her room and she can circle back around if she needs that encouragement. It's like, it's like, you know, a documented dialogue that you two have had. I love that. Well, and one of the things I think that is so exciting right now um, are the journaling Bibles because there's space in the margins to write. And that's actually last year in 2016, I did my whole, I used my journaling Bible and I knew from the beginning of the year I was going to use it and give it to Cassidy at the end of the year. And so I was underlining the verses I was praying for her and writing notes in the margin, but it was also my own personal quiet time. So things God was showing me were also in the margin, and then I just gave that to her. So she has kind of my story and her story mixed in together, where she can see that God was working in my life at different times on different things, too. I think that helps our daughters recognize um, that we're coming at them not necessarily from a position of having it all together, but just from being further along. And that's a lot of times what I tell Cassidy, you know, I, you, you're not 46, you don't know, you're not 45, you're 17. And so this is what I've learned in those extra 30 years I have on you. But, you know, this isn't the end of my journey either. Oh, I think that's so awesome. And she she gets a little insight, though, into the person that you are and then the place that God is speaking to you and where God's taking you on your own separate journey. And I think so many times, you know, we want to impart this wisdom to our kids and it comes across like, here's what you need to be doing, not we're all on this journey. Look how God is speaking to me. He's changing me personally. I'm on this journey to get to know him, too. And I don't have anything figured out. Um, but But we're in that fight and that struggle together. So it, it just makes it so much more relational and not as transactional. Like, here's what you need, and I'm going to tell you how you're right. doing things, you know? <laughs> right. And that, you know, I think as they get older, it becomes, I love that idea of relational versus transactional, because as they get older, it becomes more and more important that it's relationship driven. When they're little, we just tell them things, you know? Mostly to so do things. They, like right, about my daughter, right. I try to have a heart to heart talk. She's only three, but a lot of my, yeah, a lot of my day to day, you know, verbal exchanges with her have to do with, here's what you need to be doing. You're not listening. So now we have a consequence and it's just, it's so, it's so, um, you know, results driven, I guess, and not necessarily process driven. Which yeah. any teacher would tell you, I mean, any good teacher would tell you, it's not about the results, it's about the journey and, and the, the growth that you're experiencing and the de- development of, in this case, your character. But um, yeah, gosh, when they're so young, it, it is results driven and you're, you're wanting, you know, different tangible things out of them versus, you know, as you and your daughter get older and grow in your relationship together, that changes over time because she becomes her own independent self and, you know, somebody who's seeking after wisdom and guidance and a connection with the Lord. And she's her own person, totally separate from you. Right. And I think it's important for moms to realize that it is a process. And like where I am with my daughter, who's getting ready to start her senior year is of course, not where you are with your daughter, who's still little. And it just, it, you, you just have to, in a lot of ways, trust your gut on how to connect with your girl. And then, you know, you're going to mess it up sometimes, but it's okay. You just try a different approach. Like that's what I've learned. If it didn't work, I stop and I try something new. 
And I think giving myself that freedom and that grace to do that and not compare to everybody else's Instagram feed of how they're doing their relationship makes it a lot better and a lot easier for me to actually find a rhythm and um, just a flow in a relationship with her that works. I love that. And knowing, knowing the listeners that we have on this podcast, this is a really nice segue. I want to talk about your heart for this book. You know, how I, I'll, I'll get into it. I want you to, I want you to just introduce, you know, the title, the subtitle, and just talk a little bit about your heart for writing this book. And, and you've shared so much of your heart already, but just why did you feel called to write this book? Um, and wh- what are you hoping that, that parents and specifically moms will be able to do after reading it? Well, the book is titled Praying for Girls, Asking God for the Things They Need Most. And really, it is my heart is that when people get this book, that by the time they have prayed through it and used it and, you know, engaged with it for a couple of years, that it is so marked up that you can barely even see my words. You know, like I just want moms to feel confident and sure about praying scripture. And I think for a lot of people, that doesn't come naturally. And so, I, when I wrote the prayers, each chapter has 10 prayers. So there's 20 chapters. So there's 200 prayers, which sounds like a whole lot. Um, but there's 10 prayers on each of the different um, chapter topics in the book. And so basically, I just took scripture and turned it into a prayer. And I want it, I really, my hope is that moms will recognize how to do that on their own as they're reading scripture and that the book will be a starting point for them to feel confident, to pray with boldness using the word of God as they pray for their girls. So that's really, I think, the most important thing to me. And the other thing I've learned is um, that praying scripture helps me keep my prayers in line with the heart of God. Because I can always have these dreams and desires for my daughter and what I want her life to look like. But if I'm um, studying scripture and aligning my prayers with scripture, then it kind of keeps me from getting too um, bossy, I guess, about that. And it keeps me focused on what God's desire and God's intention for her is as more important than what I want for her. So I think that's the main thing I would hope that moms would get from that. And then also just the reminder that most of the prayers that are in that book, um, I pray for myself too. Like when I'm praying for Cassidy, using my prayer calendar every month from prayers for girls, a lot of times I pray it for her and then I pray it for me. Or sometimes I pray it for me and then I pray it for her because it's still, I'm still in my heart. I'm still that girl who needs to be reminded that I have been accepted by God, that I'm made in his image, that he has a good and wise plan for me. So I feel like those are what I really hope moms get from the book. Don't we need those daily reminders for ourselves as adult women and then also yes. for our girls? Like I find myself constantly like, Lord, help me, help me teach her how to be patient and help, you know, her ears to be open and her, you know, and, and I just pray for all those things going, oh my gosh, I could be praying this over my exact self right now every day. <laughs> right, I right. I the exact same things, but I think you're making an important connection in that you know, the things that we want for them are the things we ourselves need. And we're just yeah. going to be linked that way. And it's our, it's part of the experience of being female, I think, and just being moms and being daughters and having grown up in a world that tells us so many different things. But I like the, I like how you've categorized each of these, um, 
you know, the areas of prayer that we can really focus on just personally speak to me in so many, so many profound ways. So you've got identity, heart, mind, relationships, and purpose. And would you, and since we have a little time, would you just sort of speak into those categories? And I mean, even as I read those words, that really paints just a clear picture of the complete whole young woman that I know I want my daughter to be. And those five areas will, I, I mean, even as I read the words, I, I know those are going to get her closer to the heart of God. So why did you feel it was important to, to separate things out into those specific topics? You know, that I think that was the hardest part for me was really figuring out how to structure this to make the book make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just sat down and I made a list of the things that I wanted my daughter to know. You know, I mean, I just, that, that was where I started. And I just thought I want her to know that she's made in the image of God. I want her to know that God has a purpose and plan for her life. I want her to know that sometimes it's going to be hard to be obedient to that. I want her to know that the best relationships involve generosity and humility. I mean, I just, it was just that sort of thing. And so I made this list and looked at it all and then realized that they kind of naturally fell into those categories. And the more I talked to other moms, the more I realized those were the very things that they were desiring for their girls too. So especially identity, I think. That's what I start with that in the book because I think it's so important. We start the very first section of prayer is about praying that she will know that she's made in the image of God and understand what that means. And I'm just going to tell you that I recently reread that chapter and I just was in tears. And I thought, this is so weird. You wrote this. So you should be crying about it. But it was it's just It's not this, weird. I do that too. <laughs> it was just this profound reminder to me what it is to be made in the image of God and how that is so distinct for us. And that, that if we don't really get that, then everything else isn't ever going to make sense. And so... Each one of those sections kind of built upon that. So like praying for her heart was about that her heart would be aligned with the heart of God and ways that that happens and attributes of that sort of um, Christ-centered heart. And then same thing with the mind. And I I think as women, a lot of times our minds are where we really get messed up, right? <laughs> like we're looking around and we're thinking, oh, she's got that more together than I do. Or, oh, I should be doing this. And and all of our thoughts gets really jumbled. And I realized as I was talking to Cassidy a lot of times that she was dealing with the same thing on a different scale and about different situations. And so I really started thinking about what do I want my mind to look like? to be aligned with the mind of God and the mind that he has for me. And how can I be wise and how can I be discerning? And I just, so that kind of fell into place next, that if our heart is aligned with God, we also want our mind to be aligned with God. And then the relationships, that was really tricky because a lot of books about praying for your kids talk about very specific relationships, like praying for their future spouse or praying for this or praying for that. And I just, my gut, reaction to all of that has always been, that's great, except what if, you know, God calls my wife to single or my daughter to singleness and or whatever, you know, and I, so I really just started asking God to show me what are those key characteristics that are present in relationships that reflect him. And so the characteristics in the relationships section 
are things that are true no matter what the relationship is, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a parent-child relationship, an employee-employer relationship, a marriage relationship. These are the characteristics that have to be there in order for those relationships to reflect God and His heart for us. And then finally, our purpose. You know, we live in a world that tells our girls to do whatever they want to do as long as it makes them happy. And Scripture in no way lines up with that, you know, and there's this call to holiness. And so I wanted to give moms confidence to pray for those things in their daughters' lives as well, because it's very easy to get stuck there and be like, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to pray about her job. And it's not about her job. It's about who she's going to be. And is she going to walk in the purpose that God has for her? And is she going to live a sanctified life? And is she going to be steadfast in her faith? And so I think it was just more about covering these, I I guess, bigger ideas than, um, than really specific. So it's a lot, it feels like it's a lot more general. And yet when you get into the prayers, they're very specific. Well, I love that too. And I I mean, even as we wrap up, just thinking over, you know, you you do need a guide, you do need, you know, you have these big ideas for, you know, I want to develop my daughter's character, and I want her to know the heart of God and all these really big abstract concepts. And as you know, as mom, I know so many moms that are just, you know, like winging that, me included, you know, I hope I'm doing it right. I hope I'm doing a good job. And what I love about this book, and I'm in a second, I'm going to tell you, have you tell everybody where they can get it and all the details about the release and everything. But what I love so much about this book is it really gives you tangible measures that make a lot of common sense to the person who, yes, has these big lofty you know, goals for let me find my daughter, you know, help me guide my daughter toward her purpose and help her know her identity in Christ and all of these big goals that we have that we know God has for our girls too. Your book really outlines a way to pray through each of those in a very practical, heartfelt, you know, day-to-day way. And as a mom, I, I can't, I could not appreciate this more. And I know our listeners will do the same. Oh, thanks, Erin. That's so kind. I'm glad that's what I want. I wanted moms to feel like they had something tangible they could hold on to. And like I said, that it would just be a starting point for for you to personalize that and and to dig deeper into scripture and add your own prayers in the margins. And so that makes me feel good that um, that you're getting that from the book. So oh, thank you I so much for that. Love it so much. I could not be a bigger fan of you. Um, we, I can't see how fast the episodes go. We like record it and we get talking and now we're done. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> at the end of each episode, we do just a quick rapid fire, three questions. We call it the scoop. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So obviously our podcast is called heroes for her at Bible bells. We love heroes. So when you were a little girl, who was your hero? Um, you know, it was my grandfather, <laughs> my people. He, um, he was a writer and he raised horses and I don't know, I spent a lot of time with him as a little girl. And so I just always felt very safe with him and very loved and treasured. When I was in his presence and I think in a lot of ways that laid this foundation along with, I mean, I had a great relationship with my parents and everything too, but there was just something very special about that relationship. And I think that laid the foundation for me to really see a loving God who looks at us and, and just loves us the way that he made us. Second question, what is a piece of advice that you've received from somebody that has impacted your life in a powerful way? 
Oh, this one's easy. Uh, one of my very dear friends told me when Cassie was still in elementary school to remember that as our kids get older, the stakes get higher. And basically she was saying, don't, you know, don't make everything life and death when she's eight because she's going to be 18 and it's going to be a bigger set, you know? And so like, it's helped me each season of parenting to just be wise and say, okay, this is not, this is a big deal, but it's not a huge big deal. And to realize that as she gets older, the stakes are much higher. So I think that's helped me keep perspective. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? Oh my gosh. I would be a super fast cleaner of my house. That's such a good one. <laughs> like to be the flash of oh, housekeeping. I just snap my fingers and it would like Mary Poppins yeah. style where she teaches the kids to snap and then they all like their toys march away and yeah. all, of the, all of the clothes get put in the closet. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I know. See, that's what I would want. That's what I would want. I don't know. I guess probably because I'm looking at it right now. Probably. Really <laughs> oh, is this, this again? <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, we're almost out of time. Would you just quickly, Terry Lynn, again, thank you so much for being here. Would you just let everybody know where they can find you, um, the website, and just when the book releases, all the details for people to connect with you? Absolutely. Thank you, Erin, so much for having me. Um, you can connect with me at my website, terrylynnunderwood.com. You can sign up for daily prayer calendars or monthly prayer calendars at prayersforgirls.com. And just to be confusing, the name of the book is Praying for Girls. So you can visit prayingforgirlsbook.com and um, get all the information about the book, get um, where to order it, which it's available. It'll be available July 18th. So it'll be in all the major bookstores, um, Lifeway, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. You can order it at Amazon, Christian Book Distributors. So you should be able to find it pretty much anywhere. And if you get stuck, then you can email me on my contact form, and I will help you find it. <laughs> it's also going to be up on our website, guys. Um, and on we'll do some special social posts in the days leading up to the big release of this book. So Terry Lynn, thank you so much for being here. You are awesome. Thanks, Erin. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at biblebells.com. Just let